From the depths of our nightmares to the haunting of the witching hour. We present to you Crazy Hexy Ghoul. I'm Kelly. And I'm Arlo. So come and join us as we obsess over ghosties and shit. Did you just say ghosties and shit? Hell yeah, I did. You guys, shit's about to get real. story is about old Chani Hospital in Singapore. I think it's Changi or Chani. There's several different pronunciations and I think it's for several different languages. I think Chani is correct and if I'm wrong please let me know and email us at crazyhexygool at gmail.com. That's two. We've said it two times now. We did. I did my obligatory one and <laughs> we're good. Okay so this is going to have a trigger warning. This does have a dark history. Old Johnny Hospital was built by the British government in 1935 near their new barracks and armories in Chani, Singapore. Now, this was during the time where Singapore was occupied by British colonization. So there were some military bases built around that time. The British had intended to defend the coastal areas near Joror Strait. What we now know as the Old Johnny Hospital has two main buildings. Back then in 1935, they built Block 24 and Block 37. Both blocks were part of the Kitchener Barracks, housing the British Army's Royal Engineers, and it's widely believed that Block 37 was used as a small medical facility serving the barracks there. Took care of a lot of British military men. And possibly served not only the Royal Engineers, but the Royal Artillery and the Roberts Barracks and Gordon Highlanders. And I guess the Gordon Highlanders was a line infantry regiment of the British Army that existed for 113 years from 1881 to 1994. I, I went down a lot of rabbit holes. I bet. <laughs> In 1942, during World War II, the Japanese Imperial Army took control of the region after defeating the combined powers of the British, Indian, Australian, and Malayan troops in the Battle of Singapore. During the Japanese occupation of Singapore from 1942 to 1945, near the end of the war, the Kitchener Barracks compound was operated as a military hospital. It was also a major prison area in Chani, which was handled by the Kempeitai, the Japanese military police. The Kempeitai were also operated as the secret police. Um, do you know what the secret police is? So just like the KGB or... Kind of, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They uh, killed a lot of people. They Ooh. tortured a lot of people. Um, yeah. They arrested and killed those suspected of being anti-Japanese. They indiscriminately arrested people with little to no evidence, typically followed by torture and execution. They wow. systematically purged undesirables, in parentheses. Oh, no largely targeting, among others, the Chinese community living in Singapore. The precise number is unknown, but it's estimated as large as 50,000 people. Oh, Jesus. Exe- yeah. Makes you sick, doesn't it? It does. They did some really terrible things. Mm-hmm. So after the war, Singapore became a British crown colony, then briefly became the state of Malaysia in 1963, and then became the Republic of Singapore, what it's known as today. During that time, Block 24 and Block 37 
were built on and connected, and then more was built on top of that. So it is way bigger than it used to be. It was known as the RAF Hospital Johnny. Uh, People in 1961 commented on it being modern. The quality of the equipment was said to be very modern. The maternity ward was well-liked. They aided to the births of more than a thousand children through 1961 to 1971. After the RAF left, it became ANZUK Military Hospital, which was the Australian, New Zealand, United Kingdom Military Hospital, then the UK Military Hospital, and then the Singapore Armed Forces Hospital, or SAF Hospital. Then in 1976, it merged with its rival, Johnny Chalet Hospital, to become the Chani Hospital. But everything closed down in 1968. They created a new hospital that's called the new Chani Hospital. And this was just dubbed the Old Johnny Hospital. Now, because of its long and dark history, it's called one of the most haunted places in Singapore. Whoa. So there's not a whole lot that I found on it, but there is a rumor that there's a room in this hospital, and it's just a rumor. There is no evidence that this is the case. But during Japanese occupation, there was a small room that was very narrow mm-hmm. that had high windows and chains. In chains? In chains. And it said there was blood splatter on the walls. Oh my god, no. Now, do I think this is accurate information? No. There is no evidence of any of this, but, you know, it's just one of the rumors on the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it could or could not be true. Possibly. There's no evidence of it at all. Yeah. Shadow figures are spotted. Some visitors even see a small little boy sitting and gazing into the distance. So That's hella creepy. Yeah. Some people say that they see the apparition of an old man walking down hallways, while other people say they see a ghostly apparition of a woman mm-hmm. walking down hallways, um, just kind of minding their own business. But when people go to investigate who's walking down the hallway, mm-hmm. no one's there. They disappear. Maybe they don't even know that they died. I feel like that happens a lot with ghosts and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I Keep mean, how going. confusing would it be? Yeah. What if we were actually dead? That's a whole other episode. We're in the Matrix right now. We totally are. I feel like I could convince myself that I made all this up. Uh, And if I think about it too hard, I freak myself out. So I have to like not think about it. Yeah. 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 I think about it sometimes too. What Mm -hmm. if I had just died and I'm just continuing on like nothing's happened? Yeah. What if we're all on the Truman Show? Ooh, no. I think about that sometimes. Now that... I used to think about that when I was Look. a kid. I didn't even watch the, like, I never even watched the movie. Yeah. But, like, I was thinking, what if I'm on a reality TV show right I now? I think everyone just... kind of has that yeah. that weird, untrue, could be true Fear. realization. So there is one story about a possible apparition. So mm-hmm. this apparition is said to be a possibly pregnant nurse. Whoa, that's kind of like in my story. Kind of, yeah. So this nurse in life was said to have tried helping a wounded soldier with no luck. The man died all the same. Oh, no. Whether it was negligence or of his wounds, the soldier's relatives blamed this nurse and killed her brutally in retaliation. And they got away with that shit? I mean, probably. I mean, who's to stop them? They're a soldier in an occupying country. Yeah, that's true. This shit's so fucking sad. Yeah. Absolutely. Oy. I gotta take a deep breath on that one, because sometimes that shit's really hard to take in. Yeah, it is. This nurse is said to appear in windows, sometimes holding a baby. There's a video that was circulating on Facebook in 2017 of an apparition in a window. 
Okay. Um, I have the video right here. Have you seen it prior to this moment? Just like several minutes ago, yes. Okay. But hold on, I'll show you. Okay, I'm watching it now. Ooh. Now that's spooky. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's just this white, it's just this white ghostly apparition mm-hmm. just walking through the window. Interesting. And then in 2014, someone posted a picture on Instagram of a nurse in a window. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of possibly the nurse in the window. And I have a picture of that as well. Is it possible that these are edited in some way? Could they be? I don't want to yeah, like probably. debunk them. That's not my goal. Like probably, but... but Okay, look at the... Oh, on the outside, okay. And it's just um, Ooh, a picture... Sorry, that's too creepy for me. I can't... Yeah, I it's like just a picture of, of this guy who went to this hospital. It's very abandoned. It looks mm-hmm. like it's abandoned. Paint's peeling. Yeah. Floors are grimy. It has another part of the hospital in the distance. Mm-hmm. And near the bottom window is just this ghostly apparition of a yeah. woman standing in front Ooh. of the window. So that is Old Jenny Hospital interesting thank you for sharing that story that was sad creepy all the other stuff um death is so hard to accept and i think maybe that's why some people stick around because it can't be the end whether they do it intentionally or not as far as i know i'm living right now yeah and like dying scares me i'm gonna die eventually and i feel like i've died several times i know that sounds weird there have been many times in my life when i wake up and i'm like i died and i immediately check my entire body and i make make sure i'm still alive and i didn't die yeah and this has happened to me so much in my life so maybe i did actually die i don't know maybe we're actually dead maybe who knows So while doing research for this episode, I came across this story about a few nurses in a hospital. I thought it fit so nicely with this topic that I wanted to share it with you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Having been a nurse for 30 years, I have seen some things that I am unable to explain. I always tried to find a logical, scientific answer for anything out of the ordinary, but sometimes that wasn't possible. One day, one of our nurses in the post-open-heart surgical ICU where I worked went to draw some medication from the Pixis machine. A Pixis machine is an automated medication dispenser. You put in your codes and the names of all the patients on your unit appear on the screen. You choose yours and then it displays their meds and then you take it to them. It's that simple. Who's taking care of Florence? The nurse asked all of us. Who? We said. We don't have a patient named Florence. I didn't think so. Her name is in our machine. In the pharmacy where the master machine was located, they must have screwed up and put her here instead of where she really is. She called the pharmacy and informed them of their error. What are you talking about? The pharmacist asked. We have the master machine and we entered all of the names in the entire hospital. I'm looking at your machine and there is no one named Florence in your machine. Florence in the machine. I'm not crazy. I'm looking at her name right here. If you don't believe me, then come down and look for yourself, the nurse told him, annoyed. He did, and he couldn't explain it. He called the Pixis company technician. He came to the hospital and didn't know what to make of it either. He said it was impossible to have a name show up on this one machine and not appear in the master machine. After a week, her name disappeared on its own. The pharmacy insisted that they hadn't removed it. A month later, it happened again. As before, her name didn't show up in the master, but it did in ours. It stayed for a while, then disappeared. After a few months of this, we began to see a pattern. Florence would stay in our Pixis until three people died, and then she would disappear. And it didn't even need to be our patients. 
Any deaths in the hospital would do. But it was always three. It reached a point that someone would go into the Pixis and gasp, Ladies, hang on to your panties. Florence is back. We would look around nervously, and even some of us would have conversations with the ceiling. Stay away from my patients, Florence. Go find someone else to take. We used to joke that Florence was a celestial bus driver with a need to fill her big black bus with the dead. Once she had all her passengers on board, she would drive them to their final destination. We would hear a code blue called in the hospital and wait a reasonable amount of time, then page the nursing supervisor. Did the code on 5 West make it? We would ask. No. How many does Florence have now? Everyone knew about our ghost. That makes two. One more and she'll leave us alone for a while. We tried to find out who our ghost was. We had checked our records and we knew that she had never passed through our ICU. We were at a loss as to why she was targeting us. Finally, one of our secretaries got an idea. Let's look in the death book, she said. The death book was a ledger book in which we would handwrite the name of every patient who died in our ICU or in the operating room. It was a huge book with hundreds of pages of names. Sure enough, we found Florence in the death book. She had died a week before her first appearance in our Pixis. The reason we couldn't find any record of her was because she had never made it to our ICU. She was meant to, though, but she died during surgery on the OR table. We figured that she was haunting us because she wanted to come into the ICU and never got the chance. After almost a year, we decided to send our ghost away. So, how do you get rid of a ghost? Do you do an exorcism? Do you do a seance? No, we planned to do what any group of science-based educated, rational people would do. We threw a ghost a going-away party. More specifically, a go-towards-the-light party. We printed a huge banner saying, Bon voyage, Florence. Have a safe trip into the afterlife. And we strung it up in the break room. Everyone brought food and we had a potluck. You know what? You don't need a reason to have a potluck at a hospital. We have so many. Every day in a hospital. Every day. Within an hour, word had spread all over the hospital that the crazy, open-heart ICU nurses were having a party for a ghost. People came from other units just to see if it was true. Like ethereal spirits themselves, young doctors appeared out of thin air. That's supposed to be a joke. (laughs) Hey! Hey! (laughs) Sniffing the scents of our cookies and salivating over the table, groaning with food. Baby docs were always scrounging for a free meal. No kidding. (laughs) Uh, we heard you were having a party. Do you have any extra food that we could, you know... They said, trying not to look so hungry and desperate. Oh yeah, of course, there's plenty. They ate hungrily and stared at the mannequin. There was a mannequin. What's that all about? They asked between bites. Well, that's Florence. She's our ghost. We threw her a going-away party so that she will stop haunting us and gathering souls of the dead to drive off in her bus. We told them that straight-faced. They glanced at each other warily. Okay, hey, is that key lime pie over there? After our party, not a day went by that we didn't hold our breath when we accessed the Pixis machine. She never reappeared. It seems all she wanted was a wake. Rest in peace, Florence. Aw, that was a really good story. It was a good story. It was like sweet but weird. Yeah. She just needed someone to send her off. You know, throw her a party. Yep. Throw her a funeral. I think so. Ish, yeah. Mm -hmm. But she kind of acted like a banshee almost, like an omen of death. Yeah. Unless she caused it. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. That's scary. 
Yeah, I don't want to think about that either. Nobody does. No. Mm-mm. You ready for my story? Oh, uh, yeah. It took me eight years just to tell all of my shit. I want to hear your stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, it's not quite as long. I pulled this from Reddit. The username who submitted the story is Theek. T-H-I-E-K. Theek. This was posted eight years ago. This was by an RN in mm-hmm. geriatrics. I work in long-term care, so there's obviously a ton of stories. I'll just give you the two creepiest, plus a bonus. The first story, we had a woman in our assisted living unit. She was a very sweet lady with dementia who could never understand how to use her call light for assistance. So every night, she would meander over to her neighbor's apartment and ask him to get someone to help her get ready for bed. He would then put on his call light and tell whomever came that the lady needed help. The man is still with us, and he has no cognitive defects or memory problems. He's here because of severe kidney issues and can't manage all of his tubes and medications. The lady became ill with pancreas issues and stopped knocking on the man's door for about a month. She sadly passed away one evening around 4 p.m. At approximately 7 p.m. that night, while the family was still in the lady's room with her, the man put on his call light and said that Jane Doe, in parentheses, that wasn't her real name, was ready for bed. She had passed three hours prior. The CNA figured he was just picking up an old routine, so she asked him she came here. He went on to explain she must have snuck in the door because he didn't hear her knock. She was wearing a white robe and holding rosary beads. The CNA told me all this, and I, being a huge skeptic, didn't believe it. He must have been dreaming. The family finally left, and when the funeral home director arrived to take the body, I went with him to help her onto the cart. We walked into the room, and there she was, laying in bed, white gown with rosary beads in hand. The neighbor still occasionally puts on his light for her. Oh, That's sad and sweet at the it same is. time. I mean, it's sweet yeah. that she had him there for her, and mm-hmm. she probably came to say goodbye. So, this is the second story. The building I work in sits on the same site as the old nursing home in town. It was bought out by a nonprofit, torn down, and rebuilt into the building I work in now. The old building had a very friendly lady who worked in the kitchen as a cook. She worked there until she retired. A few years later, she had a stroke and came to live in the new building. She had vascular dementia pretty bad and would find her way into the kitchen all the time, and we had to guide her back into her room. She died about a year ago. Ever since she passed, strange things happened in this kitchen. You can hear fridge doors open and slam closed. You can hear water running. Things fall. I've watched the lights turn on and off. There's always cold spots in the kitchen in different spots every night. One night took the cake, though. A CNA was in the kitchen getting chips to stock when she said the walk-in freezer door came open and she watched a dark, smoke-like outline walk out, stop, turn to her, wave, and disappear. Oh my god. Did she wave back? Uh, she still won't go in that kitchen. Yeah, I, I wouldn't her... either. Peace yeah. out. Yeah. I offered her a hundred bucks once and she still refused. Maybe a thousand dollars. Make it yeah. a million and we're gold. Yeah. Third bonus story. My wife. My wife. My wife. Okay. My, wife. <laughs> <laughs> my wife was pregnant and we had our C-section scheduled early because she had polyhydraminous. I don't know what that is. And our son was measuring 11 pounds at 36 weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is a big, chunky. Yeah. Holy, huge alien baby. He was only 10 pounds born, though. 
the hospital we decided on was only two blocks from our house, very old and very institutional looking. The OB unit was one very long hallway with rooms on either side and a nurse's station in the middle. Our son was born and we spent the next three days in the unit. When we came up to the unit, we noticed another couple was in one of the birthing suites at the opposite end of the hallway from us. We heard that baby crying every day at completely inappropriate intervals for their duration of our stay. It would cry for three or four minutes every one to two hours like clockwork. When we were being discharged home, we asked the nurse if the other couple on the unit had a boy or a girl. The nurse gave us a puzzled look and told us we were the only couple on the unit. The other couple was discharged before our son was even born. We're going to another hospital if we have another kid. Dang. Now, there is another bonus story. My last we're just, one. We're just skimming right over that one, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. Creep Creepy around. baby. Creepy Cre- baby. Creepy ghost baby. My wife had two miscarriages since our son was born. The last Christmas day, we took our son to the site of the cemetery where the unborn babies were buried. It had just snowed the night before, so the whole ground was covered with fresh snow. We couldn't even drive into the cemetery yet because it hadn't been plowed, so we parked on the road. This is a very rural cemetery with maybe a hundred plots. When we walked into the cemetery, there was a single set of small footprints, for sure a child's footprints, that led through the gate and weaved through the gravestones directly to the spot where our babies were buried and stopped. The prints didn't turn around and go back or lead anywhere else in the cemetery. They simply walked to that burial spot and stopped. The second we got to the spot that our babies had buried, it started to snow the biggest, most beautiful snowflakes I've ever seen. We said a little prayer, my wife cried a bit, and we walked back to the truck. It stopped snowing again by the time we got to the truck. Crazy. Oh, that is crazy. But that's, that, was, that last one was really sweet, though. Yeah, it mm. was. I guess we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. I think that's so impersonal. <laughs> yep, okay, see you later. No. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode. We enjoy doing this shit so much and we want to keep doing it. Absolutely. And I love this episode. Right. Until they kick us off the air. This was a really good episode. I really like the content here. If there's anything that you guys want us to cover or talk about, or if you just want to like, I don't know, join our Patreon, we'll have all that up for you soon. So you can have that stuff. Like Hopefully in the next the couple months, we'll have everything yeah. together for it's you. In the near future, we will have all the content available for you to purchase. It's in the works. It's in the works. We're very excited to present all this stuff to you guys. Feel free to email us at crazyhexyghoul at gmail.com. Did you hear that, Kelly? That's the third, third time. time. Uh, third time's a charm. Let's hope so, I <laughs> guess. I don't know. Well, I think that's it. So we'll be seeing you. The music in this podcast is by the band The Daddios. This is Kelly. And I'm Arlo. And you're listening to Crazy Hexy Ghoul. We'll see you next time. Is this it? Is this the end? Bye. Mm-hmm.